Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Hey everyone! Hi! Erin here! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 22 Welcome, welcome. And if you've noticed, Amy's video looks sharp. Oh, AF. Yeah. <laughs> a computer that has an amazing camera. So yeah, it's really crisp. Um, it looks so good. Anyways, it's awesome. Thank you very much. So yeah, this is episode 22, which is my 22, favorite number. So two two um, is my favorite number. And we're talking about something that is really close to my heart and something that's kind of been showing up in my world lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is healing the witch wound. Witch wound. And it's yeah. funny because we talked a little bit lot in the previous episode, in episode 21, about, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit when we we're like, we're totally we're witches before, right? Um, yeah. We talked yeah. a little bit about that already. So um, we're going to quote some sources that we found online. So we'll make sure that we tell you where we got the information from information if you want from. to read up on it as well mm-hmm. um I don't know did you want to start by maybe giving a description of what the witch wound is or what your interpretation of it is yeah for sure okay. well my understanding um so far and I'm definitely by no means an expert on mm-hmm. this it's actually something that I've just heard of so maybe you're like me listening watching this and you've also just heard of this um but my understanding is that the witch wound um talks about Um, ancestral intergenerational trauma, but it also can talk about possibly, um, you know, past life trauma um, and being persecuted or othered for being maybe, you know, either a witch, you know, literally, uh, or you were othered in society. Um, And I think because a lot of the when we talk back on the witch trials, it wasn't necessarily that they were witches, right? But there was his mass hysteria that um, if you were in any way seen as an other, right? Or if people feared you, um, you were automatically categorized as a witch. Yeah, right, yeah. As labeled as this. Um, And in saying that, um, I would say that part of the witch wound I think there's three there's different types so there's um mother mother uh witch wound yeah mother wound sorry uh sister wound and the witch wound um they're all very unique but there's that um similarity there um of healing that intergenerational trauma um and a lot of this like fear of the other or fear of people that are different and i think we know this just in society it's 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 all uh fear-based yes right yeah um yeah so that's that's a little bit i know that's very uh broad um but that's sort of just my overall understanding of it um i'm not sure if that's fits Amy with what your understanding is yes, as it well. Is. It's very much what I think as well. And I, I just want to also put out there that I don't think this, that when we talk about the witch wound, it doesn't just necessarily um, have to do with females. I really feel mm-hmm. like it has to do with just the divine feminine in general, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so there's certainly, this would, um, you know, a male, uh, somebody that would identify as a male would also, um, 
likely feel this or understand this because this is a collective wound. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's all of us like globally. Um, Does that make sense for you? Like with oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, within our I, DNA. I think this just goes to like, I, I, like we talked about this, the fear of the other. Yeah, yeah. So Not it's understanding. Bit, yeah. yeah, it's a bit like the shadow. You know, the shadow mm-hmm. of um, our society. Because although these things happened, you know, a few hundred years ago, like the actual burning of witches, um, it still shows up in our life in in different ways. Still to this. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, examples of how that may show up in our life today. So maybe that's where we'll go right now. I do want to uh, source the article that I'm taking Mm -hmm. this information from. Uh, It's on medium.com. And that's not necessarily just to say like for mediums, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it's the website, it's just a website where people can um, publish articles on different things. And so this article is called the Trinity wounds, um, the witch wound, Mm -hmm. Uh, what it is, why it's so prevalent and what we can do about it. And it is written by a person called Jade Abby, I want to say E-B-Y. So I'm going to shout out to Jade. Thank you very much for this. this article it's also really cool because she gives a lot of uh like she paints a picture really uh not not an actual picture but she paints a story here she gives a story kind of like to put yourself in that perspective like imagine this imagine you are you know just doing your own thing teaching yoga one morning or pulling some cards and then blah blah knock on the door right and then she kind of plays through like what would happen, you know, what, what happened to these, these women, um, that were, you know, called witches back then mm-hmm. and, and, and just, you know, for doing something witchery, which, you know, today witchery. might be pulling a card or giving somebody mm-hmm. advice or, yeah, I don't know. Like, in a media. <laughs> absolutely. That would be one. It could even be like making up your own co- kind of ointment or something, you know, maybe it's like taking aloe out of the plant and creating some sort of medicine with it. Things like this were even thought of as yes. um, witchery, right? Which is now just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of sad though, because you think about that's such a cultural thing. Like that's what our ancestors Mm-hmm. would have used for medicines and um that kind of bring it comes up here a little bit when we talk about how the witch wound may show up so is it okay if i read that through oh of course i'm okay. just following along as well along. okay perfect so in this article she writes how the witch wound shows up uh it could be being labeled as separate other or bad so we mm-hmm. certainly all can see how that is still playing out in society mm-hmm. disconnection from your own cultural lineage your own ancestry perhaps disconnection from the healing modalities used by your ancestors so that's what we were just talking about right like maybe like for me for instance i have some um indigenous ancestry so you can think mm-hmm. about the healing modalities oh, that would have been used yeah. there um still are being used but again there's such a disconnection with the cultural lineage as well which we see um today you know and with the, the intergenerational trauma there um yeah, feeling disembodied so from yourself so just kind of feeling disconnected uh to your body mind and soul i feel mm-hmm. it's almost like a mistrust in yourself a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah which yeah, i yeah. can see so much in my own life but you know when it talks when we talk about like what we do and teaching others how to um you know really trust in their intuition we really are tapping into this witch wound because the reason that people don't necessarily trust in it one of the reasons maybe because they are um 
you know, they haven't, it hasn't been nurtured or it's, there's a lot of misinformation out there or somebody kind of deterred them from it. So that was an example as well. Um, Oppression of your personal beliefs. So keeping things inside, um, oppression Mm -hmm. of your emotions, not feeling comfortable sharing things with people, Um, a deep fear of speaking out and being seen. This is something that still plays out in my life almost daily. Um, I have to force myself to use my voice and be seen, which might surprise people, but (laughs) and then afterwards I go through the whole, like, well, like, is anybody going to get that? Or did I say too much? Or was I so, it was I weird. Um, I go through that, um, every day. So (laughs) if you feel the same way, (laughs) just know it's, uh, it's, it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's normal. Um, disconnection from your inherent intuitive gifts and abilities. So Aaron and I believe that everybody's intuitive. We all have an intuition. So it would be like a disconnection from that. Like, oh no, that's just, you know, the otherness can be putting, you know, maybe a medium in a, in a box and saying, no, that's just for somebody like you. I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Um, isolation from others or, and from support of others, um, a mistrust of other women or men who are maybe not in your, your inner circle or not somebody that, you know, really personally. So it's a very like me versus them mentality. Yeah. 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 A constant fear of violence being used against you. Um, and I see this, you know, a lot and I'm thinking back to, um, you know, I, I don't so much like walk alone at night anymore, but I'm thinking back, you know, even like 15 years ago when I was a university student, always looking over my shoulder, you know, like yeah. very fearful of that um, because of our society as well. I feel like it's just a really a disconnection from the divine feminine and all that nurturing. Yeah. Like what yeah. the divine feminine is. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, like that's like just this inherent thing within like I think women are really wise I think women are wisdom keepers absolutely I mean you look back in in society even in um I remember reading up on indigenous circles that would be the women that led yes yeah right um and the yeah I just so. read something like that the other day because I'm reading this book by um so she's a fellow Canadian um and uh, have you ever heard of Asha Frost? No. Okay, she's on Instagram, so you you should give her a follow. She just wrote a book um, now. called "You Are the Medicine," ah. and it's amazing. So there's like thirteen, I think there's thirteen chapters, and each chapter is about, um, well, it's really based on the thirteen lunar cycles. Mm. Um, and she really provides a lot. It talks a lot about intergenerational trauma, trauma. from that perspective, from like yeah. the indigenous perspective, indigenous um, and really Absolutely. shares their healing modalities and their cultural beliefs, not out of the way so that you can, um, take them on for yourself or copy them more so that you are encouraged to find out yours. It's an awareness. It's yeah. An awareness. And it's yeah. really, really beautiful. Oh, um, so yeah, I wanted to give her a shout out because she's literally spoke about that. I only went, read one chapter so far, but she talked about that. Um, so well, maybe we can talk about a little bit like what, how the witch wound might show up in <laughs> our lives. Cause you have to think that like, some people might say, well, you know, if, if, so if this is a collective thing, does this mean like that we were all witches in the past? Not necessarily. It, you have to like, think if you were, 
witnessing this happening in society or in your community and you just knew this was happening, there would be such a, a feeling of fear, like, oh, mm-hmm. like I definitely cannot be myself. I definitely cannot do, even if it yeah. wasn't anything to do with anything witchy, you know, anything like witchy. even if it was just like, oh, I want to do this and this is what society tells me I should do, definitely would not be, you'd be afraid to do so. And it's that- like following against that, the yes. norm. Right. Yes. Anytime you go against <laughs> what society has told us we should do, or this is what is to be whatever, I don't know, quote unquote mm. expected. Anytime you go against the system, right, there's automatically this pushback that you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it goes into many different different areas. Yeah. And, you know, some people are well-meaning, like I'm thinking about, um, you know, adult children that want to do something different than their family or their parents did it. It's not necessarily that their parents are, you know, operating from a bad place. It's just what they know. And this is so ingrained in us. It's so ingrained in us. It's Um, it's hard to let go of that. Right. I was always the biggest lesson um, that I learned uh, when I did social service work, when I went to school for it was you have to be willing to have one self-awareness going within, um, but also to be able to unlearn. And that was huge for me. What was previously taught, right? Or, and then learn, learning new things. Um, And so I've always just carried that, that with me having that self-awareness. We're always evolving and life is always evolving. And like, Absolutely. Uh, even like what is, um, you know, you got to think about like the things that are happening now at that point in history would have been totally like witchcraft, like, you know, planes flying in the air and, and being able to, to, to chat like this via video and reach people all over the world. That would have been like, what? Oh, yeah. like what's happening? Um, you know, and we, information and intelligence is constantly evolving. So I feel like a lot of this has to do with acceptance, awareness, and then acceptance, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you know better, you do better. And that's something that I've been, you know, with my own intergenerational trauma has, has been, you know, like I've, I've been able to send a lot of love and forgiveness to, um, you know, maybe people in the past in my life and also within my family line. Mm. because I have this real uh, like awareness now that when you know better you do better and we're all just trying to do that like we're all trying to do our best and we do our best with what we have for the most part yeah right so it can be really healing just to even have an awareness of it and to kind of accept it for what it is it doesn't mean we have to love it (laughs) right it doesn't mean we have to do it anymore Mm-hmm. that we can really free ourselves from the shackles of it. It's interesting because I did a, a morning minute message this morning um, and the card I pulled was the um, reversed hanged man. And it was literally uh, like, oh, yeah. you know, we're kind of free from the shackles. I'm we can stuck. see, yeah, we're feeling a bit unstuck. Yeah. So that really taps into what we're talking about today. So uh, going back to that same article, um, I don't know if you want to read through it. I do, but like, what does this really look like though, is what it's saying. Like, how is it showing up um, in terms of maybe healing, Mm -hmm. um, having an awareness and acceptance. So it says awareness and acceptance would be the first steps and then action phase, right? Which is very similar when I talk, we talk about manifestation. It's very similar. Those three A's, awareness, exception, and action, Mm -hmm. acceptance and action. So um, it says, what does this really look like though? 
to be aware. Except. She says that um, recognizing that it's a choice now to live in constant fear and adhere to survival coping mechanisms. Yes. Um, recognizing that we can, uh, I feel like this is no longer turn a blind yes. eye to the trauma, pain, wounding, and oppression that has been happening for centuries and is continuing to happen. I think that's really important to acknowledge this, like racism, sexism, all of this othering, these factors, it hasn't gone away. Um, and, and, and just thinking about like in the last few years, how all of these things have really exploded um, you know, mm -hmm. like they're no, it's no longer hiding in the shadows. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's really bubbling up and we're seeing it all the time. You know, I'm thinking about like George Floyd. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, right. Like all of these different things. Um, you know, even like with, um, you know, with the, uh, what was it called? Nasty women. I'm thinking about in DC when all the women had their little cat hairs on and they were like, I'm a nasty woman, you know, like fighting back about um, oppression of females yeah. and sharing our voice and our power mm -hmm. and that as well. Like all of that is kind of uprising right now. And I think yeah. it's just because we're no longer needing, wanting um, to turn a blind eye to it. It's yes. no longer something that we can because it's, it's, yeah. it's, I think we're becoming more aware that it is yeah. not us versus them it never has been because we are all connected so yeah. when we other a certain group of people or a person for being different than us we're really also creating trauma and pain within ourselves like we're doing yeah. that to ourselves we're continuing that we're that continuing trauma. we're adding yes. to the problem um yes. and I, I think so much about um that you know it's, it's not about how different we are. And I think it's about embracing our uniqueness as individuals and loving and accepting yep. that for who we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, she also goes on to say, choosing to do the internal work around the, these wounds and being brave enough to talk about them. That's huge. You know, I mean, even talking about this for me feels scary. Yeah. <laughs> right it's, it's bubbling something up inside it's bubbling something something up yeah um uh where was i yes grounding ourselves individually as we awaken to the pain and oppression of others um rewriting the narrative that's that feels really huge that really rewriting the narrative yeah, yeah. rewriting the narrative narrative that we were born into and that keeps us trapped into the old stories reclaiming ourselves our pasts our lineages our pain trauma and and our place in it um, yeah like taking responsibility yeah. as well that mm -hmm. um you know that we sometimes it's it can be triggering right to do this kind of work because we're looking at ourselves we're looking at our parents we're looking at society at large we're looking at people that maybe we admired um in the past and, and we're kind of seeing how we ourselves have perpetuated this cycle or have been trapped in this cycle without realizing it and maybe mm -hmm. we have done harm yes you know and it's it's yeah. it can be really triggering and so you know I, I i could think about myself even five years ago that it would have made me feel quite defensive like i needed to defend myself yes absolutely i yeah. i totally agree with that and i think um uh i i personally feel i've done a lot of learning and that I am continuing to do that learning a lot of that learning shout out to my therapist yeah. 
you know, um, love, love her and, and has helped me really see different patterns in my life, but also patterns like just with uh, intergenerationally, how it might have affected me. Um, and it's really just helps helping me have an awareness. So can't recommend therapy enough, folks. <laughs> can't recommend it yeah, enough. Yeah, no, like, because when we're trapped in those cycles and, you know, we're not, maybe we're not even aware of it. I do a lot of work um, around cycle breaking. So this is reminding me of cycle breaking. I am somebody yeah. that absolutely um, would resonate as being, um, you know, called a cycle breaker hundred um, percent. And that's just like, really like yeah. having an awareness of what this pattern or cycle is like, that's the, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. That's half the battle is being aware because you have to think maybe the people that have come before you, like where this is coming from did not yes. have the awareness. They were stuck in that loop. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. It's, for me, it's sometimes I feel like it manifests in like a victim mentality. Yeah. Right. Yes. Very yes. much so. And that's where the defensiveness comes from. Um, this makes me think of, sorry to interrupt oh, you. Oh, please uh, go Amy. ahead. It just makes me think of this. I love this book. So I don't know if other, if you've read it or other folks have the, the push. Yes, I have read it. Yeah. That like, even just reading about the witch wound, I was like, oh my gosh, this really reminds me of that book yeah. which talks about really it talks about mother you know the mother wound the daughter yeah. wound the sister wound yeah um and she's a canadian author so shout out to ashley audring um for the push if you haven't read it highly recommend it yeah um, so that is um you know not based on real events it you no know, no it's a yeah. uh, it's a it's a fic it's fiction it's but, fiction um, right but it just it kind of weaves a story where that you definitely can see that playing out within her um, in her lifetime. Yeah, yeah, I think I can probably we could probably come up with quite a few instances in our own lives, in our own lives, where we read or seen um, on yeah. TV, which would mm -hmm. show this playing out. So I wanted to share a quick story before we do our card poll today. Um, so this really came about interestingly enough, so I got a new deck a new Oracle deck. And I know you're like, guys, you're right. Do you really need another one? I'm trying to be more. The cheesy. answer is yes. Yes. Always, 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 always <laughs> a new one. Um, but you know, I'm trying to be more choosy with the decks that I buy. And so I, sometimes things just jump out at me and I literally yeah, got, absolutely. A jolt. I got a jolt over this Ooh, one. We um, love a jolt. Okay. It's called angels among us. Yeah. And so the archangels are in here as well as the ascended masters, but they are, you know, all they're, they're illustrated in a very relatable yeah. way. Uh, yes. Like the, I love those cards. They, have you seen this before? Yeah, you showed. Well, you showed. You shared oh, them okay. with me, I think, over Instagram. Um, but I, I uh, love them. You, you need this. I need them. Um, yeah, need them. So I did a spread the day that a card spread the day that I got this um, deck, and it's called the Expanded Chakra Spread. So it is in the guidebook, and so you're pulling a card for each of your chakras, and for the um, solar plexus chakra. The question was, how can I stand in my power and shine my light? And the card I got was this beautiful, for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see it, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, yes. Yes. Okay. So she has a witchy woman. So the card, it says the wise and wild woman, the witch uh, and duality, it says on the card. And so if it's, 
let me just read this. So this is really about, you know, reclaiming your power. And the question was, how can I reclaim my power? How can I stand in my power? And so some of the things came in saying like how, um, let me see. The spirituality message for this would be understanding and connecting with your shadow side can be deeply healing. Bringing your shadow side into light it will help you find more peace and freedom. Your shadow is not bad. It just is, right? There's that duality or the otherness mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, message. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to this that I won't read, but it just says um, embody the energy of Baba Yaga, but not giving a hoot what others say about you and how you live your life. Owning mm -hmm. your light and your dark. Owning your power. Embracing and loving your shadow, but still loving your light giving yourself yeah. permission to go off the grid and reconnect yeah. with the wildness of nature, embracing mm -hmm. and being grateful for the aging process. So I really loved that. And I definitely have been working with that energy for mm -hmm. I say the last five years. And this kind of reminded me of a quick story that I will share and was the inspiration. This card was really the inspiration for today's topic. Today's. Yeah. So, um, I've shared before that my great, great grandmother was a medium and a tea leaf reader. So this is what she did, you know, in the home, kind of like come through the side door at night. And my grandmother <laughs> has shared with me. So my grandmother lived with her yeah. grandmother for, I think the first couple years of her life. And my grandmother would share that she would come down the stairs when she was supposed to be in bed and sit on the stairs, just and on listen. the other side and listen. And, um, so I've been doing a lot of um, ancestry, digging around and putting together my family tree. And mm -hmm. this lady's name was Mary Frost. It's okay if I share that, I'm sure. Cause she, um, you know, that she's been long gone. She's been gone for a long time. Shout out Mary. <laughs> Shout out to Mary Frost. So she, <laughs> she has Sorry. come to me in spirit over the years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to somebody the other day who was kind of uh, practicing their own intuitive skills. And she wanted to practice tapping into my energy, which she did. And she brought through Mary. And oh. yeah, and really talked about how I am heal. She didn't say I'm healing the witch wound, but I am healing. Mm -hmm. I am healing a lot of this, this, um, you know, um, silencing our voices or not standing in the power of being intuitive women because uh, this line yeah. of women I have always known that my grandmother is a witchy woman um you know this is the lady who uh would predict all of her grandchildren's births by the moon cycle so this lady and loves astrology and like is so into all of this stuff but just yeah. never really nurtured or stepped into it it's just mm -hmm. kind of been like little quirks about man you know yeah and yeah yeah yes yeah I, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. yeah and now she's you know she's 94 amazing lady oh my gosh. and uh you know, I'm, we're talking about these things sometimes. And she's like, I think it's our ESP. And I'm like, it's more than that, Nan. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like helping her really um, work with it a little bit, which is amazing thing to do. That's beautiful that and you're able to do that. Yeah, too, I, I love it. And we've talked about it a lot, how it's, it's, it's more than that. It's mm -hmm. more than that. And we need to nurture it. So anyways, what came through for Mary the other day was that, you know, I am, so there's been I'm the fourth generation since Mary. I'm the first one though, that has not only had an awareness of my abilities and skills and gifts, but accepted mm -hmm. them as such and nurtured them and also celebrates them. 
And so I'm the first person since Mary to do so. And, and maybe even more so because she was never really able to celebrate because she wasn't able to be out and about. Yeah. And yeah. really public with it. And I am. So she was very much like, you are healing this line. You are rewriting the story so that your children and their children and their children will no longer mm -hmm. uh, not know what this is or be scared of it. They will be able to work with it because it's already so innate in them as I feel like it is with all of us. And I yeah. feel like the, the children being born in this millennium are like off the charts psychic. I absolutely <laughs> feel that. I feel like there's a reason for it. And mm -hmm. I feel like the more we talk about this, the more we make it mainstream, the easier it will be them for them, for them to just accept. Cause you got to think like, I think my oldest two kids are Gen Z's and my youngest, yeah. we were just looking this up the other day. My youngest is alpha. So af after 2000, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. um, we were talking about like how Gen Z, like they are just different. They're more accepting. Like they are into this stuff. It's just kind of normal for them yeah. in a way. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, to really give a shout out to Mary and to thank her for coming through to me in that way. And I wanted to dedicate this episode to her and Aww. honor her for, um, makes me want to cry. So I'm getting like goosebumps. I like, know, as you say but I that. just, you know, you have to think about having this ability and just being afraid to do it and think about this time period. We're talking about the late 1920s, early 1930s, mm -hmm. doing it anyways. Yeah. How brave and courageous she would have been yeah. doing it anyways. Uh, I think everybody doing um, this work is, and um, because there's so much, I think there still is a lot of, you know, we've talked about this very openly before, a lot of um pre preconceived notions or a lot of um things that you would um we you know these this is not the norm let's say quote unquote yes. right yes. um and i think we are um kind of pushing it to the forefront a lot of people doing this work um it's yeah it's really encouraging to see that um there is more openness as we step further and further and, and pro progress. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us, you know, we're bringing this topic to the forefront for discussion and, you know, um, to of contemplation, but really a lot of us and the generations, you know, that are kind of coming up right now are doing this work without maybe consciously being aware that I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, oh, absolutely. I'm going to be true to myself and making my own yeah. decisions. Like th we're doing the work culturally yes. um, the younger generation anyways so if you think about being more intentional how much more powerful and I feel like oh, I get goosebumps it's almost like speeding up the process so if it's happening anyways if we intentionally do it yeah think about how amazing that would be like we could have this wound healed mm -hmm. like globally in no time in no time yeah that's the power of the collective and the power of the mind so i don't know are you ready to pull a card for let's today? pull a card okay. and um for mary yes for Mary. and and speaking of mary so and mary all us wise here. women all the wise wild women 
all the witches. It's okay to say you're a witch. Honestly, I honestly have always felt, I've always been really drawn to witches. I think you said that you were too, Erin. Um, oh yeah. yeah. My mom like, couldn't get me out of my witch costume when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. It's like a recognition or a remembering, mm -hmm. you know, we think about, I heard somebody recently said like, why would you want to identify as a witch? And I'm like, not that I do very often, but I wouldn't be offended if somebody said I was witchy. And I said, well, you know, what you see on TV or read in fairy tales is not what a witch was like. Like that was not, you know, maybe, maybe witches did have to go in hiding. Maybe they did get really isolated and untrusting, right? All mm -hmm. the things we talked about. So maybe, you know, like the, the, the witch, became a bit hardened so maybe there's some truth yeah. in some of those fairy tales but it's there's i well i love it i also yeah. just think i think witches just represent um the untamed woman right the yes. woman that um speaks her mind her and truth her true, not yes, afraid her to show her colors right yeah um and so i That's i love the symbology uh, as well um yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about like mythology or uh, folklore and, and things like that, and, and you know, the, the oh, there's so much of symbolism the and yeah, yes. it's, it's kind of like, that's what happens when the witch is silenced, when the witch is cast stones, when the witch is mm -hmm. isolated, maybe, but that, that is also representing society and what happens when we are othered, when we are, you know, judged and stereotyped we we close we get hardened yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. speaking so. of mary mary was a tea leaf reader um so yes. i have this tea leaf deck that i got Love for it. my birthday uh i think last year and i rarely use it i should use it more often i rarely use it so i wanted to pull a card from this to honor mary the the tea leaf reader from north bay ontario and um but funny enough, she was born and raised in Quebec. And that came up also as a similarity between us because she moved um, to another place. Yeah. But had a very strong connection to her place of birth, which I resonate with. And like the feeling of having to start over um, and reinvent yourself. And that's something that came up for Mary too, Mary and I. So um, I, is it okay if I start first? Because I yeah, please, it already. Please. I've got yeah. the whale. Ooh, oh so it says great worry over nothing this also mm. <laughs> really taps into um you know the card i said i pulled earlier the hangman the reverse hangman mm -hmm. a whale surfaces from the ocean scaring the queerest uh, i guess it means like the person looking um queriest i don't know how queriest? To say yeah. yeah with its size and fierce looks the whale however pays no attention and swims quiet calmly away this card shows that you will be faced with certain situations that will cause you a great deal of anxiety as time passes however the situations will disappear and you will realize that the anxious times were over conjected conjectured fears so Whoa. super interesting because yesterday also i pulled for the collective the eight of wands and that was all about oh yeah your you know kind of project like your mindset is telling you this but the reality is different mm -hmm. so that card is really you know like tapping into that and that's also the other like it's because kind of was talking about the person seeing this was like oh a big scary whale like that's and this, the whale couldn't be bothered with it it's like i'm just gonna <laughs> do my own yeah thing, right yes so it's like making a mountain out of 
Mo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's an interesting card. So that's for this this current week. Maybe spend some time contemplating that message from the whale. I love that. That's beautiful. And it ties in really, really well, I think, to this card that I pulled from the Spellcasting Oracle deck, which I thought was appropriate. I really love this deck. Um, And it is Lighten Your Load. (laughs) Right? Um, I'm just reading from the guidebook here. So it says, you have the choice and power to remove yourself from a stressful situation Mm. or simply take it in stride. Stress is completely voluntary and something we allow ourselves to feel. Even if this may not seem to be the case as you face the responsibility that life, your life demands, give your exhausted and tortured mind a break as you start to see things with a brighter outlook. Lighten your load and allow laughter, oh, that's a good one, uh, to break you free from your self-imposed prison cell. It's the only way to strengthen your immune system and inspire hope while protecting you from the damaging effects that stress has dealt you. How much does that fit into the whale message, the things we're talking about today? Healing, letting go, letting go of all this. Like all, all I see here is all that, not only stress, those wounds, maybe that intergenerational things that we are all, you know, in some form, probably healing from trying to heal from at least right. Um, Lighten your load. And we're trying to let that let that go and not carry so much. Um, Maybe of some maybe we're feeling guilt in some way. Right. Um, This could represent a lot of things for different people. try to letting letting that that go and I like that they included you know find moments of joy laugh I think laughter is huge Uh, yeah laughter is very healing yeah you know and and maybe just to end you know I I kind of brought up cycle breaking earlier which is very Mm -hmm. similar to what we're talking about today please know that when you do this work when you're called to do this work not only are you you know healing yourself and your current Mm -hmm. lifetime you're healing your ancestors, you know, like they are absolutely rooting on you. You are the dream. You are a dream of your ancestors. Like you are what they dreamed of. Um, And so you do that for them and you break, you know, the, the chain moving, moving forward. The future generations will not have to deal with this current thing because trauma is inherited through our DNA mm-hmm. and then we're also mm-hmm. immersed in it collectively or like within yeah. our family we can carry the, it in our bodies we carry it in our bodies so even if you don't necessarily resonate with maybe having trauma in your life although I do feel like everybody does in um, some in some form some ways, you know, there's you know, something like, I know that perhaps. we all love Gabby Bernstein yeah. Um, her newest book is called happy days and mm-hmm. she talks in it about like big T trauma and little T trauma. And so big T trauma is the things we think about trauma. Like somebody died, you know, somebody got a divorce, um, big, big T trauma, yeah. but that doesn't take away from other trauma. Like it's, it could be traumatic to get fired. It could mm-hmm. be, tra- it's very traumatic to get bullied, like things like that, that we all experience, you know, or even being, um, othered pushed away. Yeah. Yeah, that's traumatic. That's trauma. So we do collectively experience trauma. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there though as well. Cause I've had people go, but I had a great childhood. Like I don't think I had any trauma, but like why is this resurfacing in me? 
why do I need to break this cycle? Why, why, do, why are these patterns coming up? And so often we find that, you know, if they're, the patterns are, are coming up, it's simply to, to learn that, to, yes. to break that pattern or to end that pattern for yourself so you can move forward as well. And the other thing I like too about that, Amy, is maybe, and maybe you, you agree with it, is that um, even if you're not ready at that moment or there's stuff going on for you, you don't have to do that now you can do that later. It's not like, you know, it's going to go away forever. Right. And yeah. oh no, I missed the lesson. Oh, great. You know, no. it, this you, is a life you can always thing. come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And um, yeah, it's a lifetime thing. So you don't have to ever worry about that. And it's never too late to do it. And remember that awareness is half the battle. Just simply yes. being aware of it. Is I'm gift. so sorry. That's okay. I don't know who this is. Decline. Oh, somebody's calling. Okay. Somebody's calling me. Um, I didn't hear anything, so it's okay. Oh, you're all welcome, <laughs> podcast world. Um, <laughs> awareness is half the battle because awareness yeah. is a gift because you got to think about it. When you have the awareness, at least then you're, you're presented an option. Whereas when you're blinded to it, you don't have the option because you don't know it's there. So just yeah. think about that as well. And that itself is doing the work Mm -hmm. maybe like you know it's really huge. getting into it it's just being huge, present yeah yes just being aware okay guys have a wonderful week see you next week bye if you like what you're hearing don't forget to give us a five-star review on apple podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual don't forget to like comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next and subscribe. <laughs>